There will be many great storylines in the 2023 season for the Atlanta Braves, as there are every baseball season. But perhaps the most compelling one is what happens with the shortstop position. I think we'll have an answer by the end of 2023. We'll talk about that and some of the other big storylines for the Atlanta Braves heading into the upcoming season. All of that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Submit any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We'll be doing our final mailbag episode before the regular season on tomorrow's episode for Friday. So make sure you submit those questions there. If you want to follow some of my Braves written work, you can do so over at Braves Today. That's si.com slash MLB slash Braves if you want to check that out. Also, thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. And we got a new sponsor that's sponsoring this episode, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use a Lockdown MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed so make sure you go check out the game time app so you can get ready to buy some of those braves tickets for this upcoming season speaking of that upcoming season yesterday we gave some of the biggest storylines for the atlanta braves going into this year but today we are going to talk about the biggest storylines for the atlanta braves in 2023 including the shortstop battle do the braves have their future shortstop in-house do we have an answer by the end of the year as to who is going to be the long-term solution at shortstop talk about Acuna if he's going to be fully back healthy Soroka and his comeback Marcelo Zuna and what becomes of him and some other storylines get some answers from you as well some Twitter responses on what you think is going to be the biggest storyline in 2023 but for me I just want to start out by saying I think the journey of 162 is what makes baseball the greatest sport in the world and that's why I love this topic of storylines because Throughout a baseball season, you have your ups and downs, you have your wins and losses, but it's really that journey that I remember as a baseball fan. Look, even if the Braves win the World Series again, and you probably remember this going back to 2021, once that's over, we as fans start looking ahead. What is the next journey going to look like? What's that next chapter in this book? And so that's why I love talking about storylines. I love talking about the journey of a season, something you know, during the season that becomes a meme that the, the fan base just you know grabs onto uh, and takes over, like the Tiger Woods memes a couple of years ago. You know, it's stuff like that, getting to know these players and them going through, you know, whatever they're going through off the field, getting to know them a little bit better, stuff like that. Obviously, the on the field performances as well. You talk about Austin Riley's July last year and just how historic it was. Spencer Strider, Michael Harris coming out of nowhere. It's it's storylines like that that make the journey of Major League Baseball so much fun. And so it's why I love talking about this, and hopefully you do as well. But let's get into what I think will be the biggest storyline for the Atlanta Braves in 2023, and that is who is the future shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Almost every other position on the field is locked up 
for many years to come. But one thing that's still unsettled is the shortstop position. Who is it going to be? I've said all offseason, the Braves need to figure that out. I said they need to figure it out before the season starts, whether they think Vaughn Grissom can be that long-term or they were to re-sign Dansby Swanson. I said they need to figure that out coming into the season, but I certainly think they need to figure that out long-term. In my mind, it's just too important of a position to go year to year there and to not have a plan. They've done a great job at locking up everybody else, but shortstop's the last key position that they really have to secure. And I think that's going to be a storyline that we watch throughout the entire season because you know whether you think Von Grissom is the future or Braden Shoemaker or you think it's somebody outside of the system, we really need to see that in 2023 to have a better idea of what that's going to look like. So hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully it's either Von Grissom or Braden Shoemaker. I hope it's in-house, but who knows? I mean, that's what we're excited to watch uh, this, this coming up off or this coming season. I think it'll be a huge storyline for the Atlanta Braves and what they're going uh, to be going through. Does Von Grissom figure it out defensively and become that guy? Is the bat that we saw in spring training for real for Raiden Shoemake? You know, these are questions that need answered. And I asked on Twitter because there was a great question at the end of the Braves Report podcast, you know, over at the AJC uh, with Justin Toscana on that. And, I, and they asked on there, who is going to be the shortstop at the end of the season by the Atlanta Braves? And got several great responses on here. Some of them, some, some serious, not so serious. Art Knight said, I hope it's Vaughn Knight. I think he could be uh, an excellent hitting shortstop. Uh, but some said IKF, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa from the Yankees. Um, Jay Smith says, someone currently not in the organiza- organization. Grant McCauley said, Walt Weiss. Um, Rod said Jazz Chisholm. John Schiller said Shoemake. Aegon said not Arcia. Uh, Corey Slovic said uh, Hasong Kim. Bean Eater Buzz said Tim Anderson. A couple others said Tim Anderson as well. A couple others said um, Von Grissom. AA is the mystery team said Jorge Mateo. Uh, so a lot of a lot of good guesses out there. There was a lot of variety as well. Not many people with the exact same response, and that's. Kind of why I think it's a huge storyline because nobody really knows. I don't think the Braves know at this point. They obviously have a better idea than we do, but trying to figure that out, letting things play out with Grissom and Shoemake throughout the season, if things don't look great at the deadline, do they go out and try to get a Willie Adamas or a Tim Anderson? Those are might be short-term solutions as they each have uh, just two years of control left, counting 2023. What what is the plan? That's what I want to know. Obviously, my Twitter handle shortstop ball. I'm very intrigued by the shortstop position. My two favorite Braves are Rafael Vercall and Andrelton Simmons. So I'm highly interested in the shortstop situation. You may not be, but for me, that's the biggest storyline I'm going to be watching in 2023. The other one for me that's right up there is is Ronald Acuna Jr. fully back. Do we see MVP Acuna in 2023? You know, for the sake of me as a Braves fan, but just a fan in general, I really hope so. I hope baseball gets to see that version of Ronald Acuna Jr. that he was before the ACL injury, when I think he was going to run away with the NL MVP award. I hope we get that version of Ronald Acuna Jr. in 2023, not just for the Braves' success, but just because I think it's in there, and I want baseball to see it. I want to see it. 
So that's what I'm going to be watching. Can he get that lift on the baseball again? We talked about it a lot. Hit the ball hard last year. Metrics, everything were exactly the same. He just wasn't getting the lift on the baseball. So that'll be something key to watch throughout the year. And can he get back to that gold glove level defense? I think he was becoming a gold glove right fielder if they ever would just would have left him there in right field. And they kept having to move him back to center field, unfortunately. But can he stick in, stay in right field? And can he be healthy enough to get back to a gold glove level? You know, the arm is there. We saw that still last year, even with the decline in, in range defensively. But if he can get back to doing those things and we get MVP Acuna, not only is that great for Braves fans, that's great for baseball fans everywhere. So that's certainly something I'm looking for and hoping for in 2023. Have some other storylines, Soroka, Ozuna, um, as well as um, the left field options. Uh, you know, that's certainly undecided. To me, that's not as big of a deal as shortstop, but I think it is something that we watch play out and hopefully get a better idea of as the season goes on. We'll talk about those next. Set it at the top, we got a new sponsor for the podcast, Game Time. And if you're stressing about getting those last-minute tickets to the Braves home opener, I already grabbed mine. But if you haven't got yours yet, then go check out Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball. We know you're all going to baseball games. So make sure you get those deals there, concerts, comedy, theater, and more as well. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference that's pretty incredible download the game time app create an account and use the locked on mlb code for 20 dollars off your first purchase that's very important you know you're going to be buying tickets this year so make sure you go to game time use the code locked on mlb to get 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed yesterday on the podcast we talked about some of the biggest storylines for 2023 Earlier in the week, we discussed the decision to go with Orlando Arcia at shortstop. Very long, passionate podcast. You want to go back and give that a listen. A lot of you gave that podcast a lot of support. I really do appreciate it. It's fun when I get to let the fan side of me just kind of come out. And uh, certainly did that in that podcast. was a lot of fun. Had some good interaction in the comment section as well. And on Monday, we talked about some prospects that could be traded during this upcoming season. Tomorrow, we'll have, again, our final mailbag episode before the season starts. We are we are there. We are a week away. So you want to get your final questions in before the 2023 season, make sure you ask those for Friday's Mailbag Podcast. Getting back into the rest of the storylines, and I think these are very key storylines as well, and one of which is what happens with Marcel Ozuna. Uh, you know, I think that's something that's on a lot of people's minds, I think his late surge in spring training has kind of put the conversation to bed a little bit, but can he put off the off-field stuff? Can he look more like the 2020 version? Is he on the team the entire year? If he gets off to a slow start in the first half, do they do the Braves just dump him? You know, if he looks more like the Ozuna, Ozuna we've seen the last two years, do the Braves just cut him? 
if he gets off to a solid start, do the Braves try to trade him at that point? And with maybe his value being up a little bit. I think it's very interesting and curious to see how the Braves are going to handle Marcelo Zuna. Obviously, you know, he looks much better the last couple of weeks of spring training, but as the Braves have shown us, what do spring training stats mean for hitters? Uh, next to nothing, essentially, is what they've told us. So I don't read too much into that. I don't think the Braves do either. If he gets off to a bad first month, where I think he's going to get the majority of the starts at DH, but if he gets off to a bad first month, I think we see his playing time dip, and if he doesn't ever pick things back up, I think he's gone by the All-Star break. I'm not hoping necessarily that that happens, but that's been my prediction for a while now, but certainly the Braves, Braves fans for the most part, hope Ozuna gets off to a, a hot start, can become part, you know, at least partly that player that he was in 2020. You know, if he can hit 250, he's hitting a couple of home runs a week, putting the ball in play a little bit more. Like, you know, my, my, my thing with Ozuna this whole time is that he really only does one thing well for you, and that's that he hits home runs, but he doesn't make consistent contact. He can't play defense. He's not fast. But if he can just hit home runs and he can put the ball in play a little bit more consistently, take some walks, then you can live with that in the DH because, as others of you have mentioned, he is the only option at DH that's capable of giving you a 30-home run season. So, you know, there is some, I guess, upside potential there. But if he struggles out of the gate again, he has another down year. I think the Braves end up cutting him by the midway point. The next one for me is what happens in left field for the Atlanta Braves. We talked about shortstop. You know, shortstop and left field are still the two positions that are unclear for the future. I don't know that there's anybody necessarily in the minor leagues that are going to be ready to take over this position long term. Do one of the guys that they brought in, you know, was what we saw from Eli White in spring training legit? And does he continue to hit at AAA to the point where he earns everyday playing time and earns a shot at the big league level? You know, is Sam Hilliard going to be, you know, the the big the right side of a a, a platoon as a left-handed hitter? And do we see him get a lot of starts out there because of some strong defense? So. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in left field with some of those options or Rosario, who I think is going to get the first crack at it with vision now and being able to see the baseball. Do we see him get back to being a 780, 800 OPS player like he was for a large part of his career? So it's going to be, again, we'll have to see how things play out, but who kind of steps up in that left field position? Does anybody step up or do the Braves have to go out at the trade deadline and get somebody to fill a hole in left field? Uh, you know, I think that's something to consider as well. We talked about shortstop, and maybe the Braves don't have the shortstop of the future. Maybe the Braves don't have the left field left fielder of the future either, and maybe they do go out at the trade deadline and make a big trade for a left fielder. I'm getting Brian Reynolds' trade suggestions sent to me every day on Twitter. So, Again, I think that's going to be very key for both of those positions, left field and shortstop, to try to figure out early in the season what we have there. And if it's not working out, can the Braves pivot? Are there players available who they can trade for? And then the final big storyline for me, and this is just one as a fan, I'm, I'm rooting for it so badly. And we'll talk about Soroka here more in just a minute, his performance from, uh, from Wednesday. But can Michael Soroka complete the comeback? And does he make his return to the big leagues? I think as long as he's healthy, he does. I think he gets an opportunity at some point. How he performs, obviously, will determine if he sticks in that rotation. But 
I want to, I just want to see it for the guy, you know, even if things don't work out and he's never the same and he's not that top of the rotation guy that he was before, just for all that he's been through to be able to see him get out there again and do what he loves and just complete that comeback. That's going to be an incredible story when, whenever it happens. Cause again, knock on wood, hopefully he stays healthy enough to, you know, at least complete that comeback and get back on a big league mound and throw and and hopefully he throws well but again even for him to just be back out there i think is a huge accomplishment and will be a big storyline in and of itself and then thinking optimistically what if he looks good and what if he looks like the mike soroka of old because he only has a couple of years of control left and if he looks good and he looks healthy do the braves try to extend him on a team-friendly deal because I would hope there's a little bit of good faith there between Soroka and the Braves, or the Braves have continued to pay him pretty decent money every year, despite knowing they weren't going to get anything from him. So he certainly doesn't have to. That's just me as a Braves fan, and I'm sure the front office hoping that if he does complete the comeback and he looks good, then maybe there's an opportunity there to work out uh, an extension. But that's thinking optimistically. The first step's obviously just to get Soroka back on the mound and certainly looking forward to that day when it happens. Now, I also asked a lot of you uh, what some of your biggest storylines are for the upcoming season, because um, I think there's, there's a lot to talk about. And some of you had the same ones that I did. Uh, And I apologize. I'm scrolling on here to try to get to some of these Twitter responses, but CJ LaChapelle says a full season of Michael Harris and hopefully the return of Michael Soroka we talked about Soroka but yes you know the follow-up for I think Harris and Strider we talked about that on yesterday's episode is going to be something to watch Braves FR says Spencer Strider New Jersey number good or bad thing will Mike Mike Soroka pitch this year does the change to number 99 for Spencer Strider affect his performance there's a storyline that I didn't think about um Steve Lamb says, how Schuster died, rocked the boat, and made the club be a storyline for him. I just discussed that one yesterday as well. How big of an impact do these rookie starting pitchers have will be interesting to watch. Again, it's another season where you thought there's no way the Braves have a rookie of the year candidate. There's just nobody at that point that would have an impact and be able to play most of the year. Maybe it's Schuster. Maybe it's Dodd. Maybe it's Braden Shoemake. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. That will certainly be something to watch. Bart Chen says, uh, which Braves will make an MVP run? Lots of people think it's going to be Acuna, and I don't disagree, but I think Matt Matt Olson is primed for a top five MVP finish. I think somebody else mentioned something else similar to that in terms of who's going to be the MVP candidate, because I think the Braves have many players who could be that candidate, whether it's Acuna, Riley, or Olson uh, specifically. Maybe Michael Harris, again, if he plays like he did last year and he has gold glove defense and he's, you know, batting for, you know, competing for a batting title. He's hitting, he has a 30, 30 season. He's winning a gold glove. I mean, I think he could be in the discussion as well. So yes, the Braves have plenty of candidates for the MVPs. So it'd be certainly fun to watch and see which one hopefully wins that, or at least is in the final three. Agon says the depth on the roster, they've had to make several trades the last two years, but I like the depth on this team to start the year. I do too. And, you know, I, we, ha- we had our NLE's preview podcast. It's going to be over on Lockdown MLB if you want to check that out when it gets posted. But that 
was one of the points that I made on there is that I think this is the deepest Braves team we've had in a long time going into a season. So I feel really good about the Braves depth. Hopefully that holds up over the entire year. Blake Newsom says not having to fight the Mets and Phillies all year this time is a storyline he's hoping for. And I do too. I hope the Braves get off to a hot start, you know, beginning to end and, you know, just really get out to a good lead. I, again, this is, a, I keep making the same excuse, but I just think last year the team had to work so hard to come back and catch the Mets in that division that it almost seemed like after that sweep in Atlanta, they were exhausted and they just never looked like themselves again, not in that series in Miami in the regular season afterwards, and certainly not in that series against the Phillies. Um, Cooking with salt says Mike Soroka's progress and availability. Large Lar says Max Freed's contract. Are they just going to ride out his contract like Freddie and Dansby, or are they going to sign him to an extension? We talked about that yesterday. You know, how many extensions does, does Alex Anthopoulos uh, hand out this year? I put it at one and a half. Uh, the over-under at one and a half, thinking Kyle Wright might be the most likely. But obviously, everybody's waiting in anticipation to see what happens with Max Freed. E. Goldie says, I'm focused on brave start to the season. We talked about that one. Can Strider live up to the hype? How the balanced schedule impact the NL East? We talked about that one yesterday as well. How Snit manages the bullpen, considering how deep and balanced it is. There's going to be some nights. I don't know that Snicker can make a, a a bad decision. I think with the arms you're going to have out there to start the year, the only time you're going to be worried when he calls to the bullpen is if Kirby Yates is coming in or Jesse Chavez. And Jesse Chavez has been great, but typically he's coming in if you know there's nobody else available, if everybody else is down, or if the Braves are either up big or down big. So to me, those are the only two guys right now in this bullpen that I think give you some sort of worry, and that would be coming in if the game's, you know out of hand one way or the other. And then last one from Evan Coberly, who says DH usage. And I think that's certainly something to watch as well. Like I said earlier, I think Ozuna gets the majority of those at bats to begin the season, but will that be somewhat of a revolving door? Do we see Darno and Murphy get a lot of at bats there? Does it become a platoon situation with Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar or Jordan Luplo gets called up at some point, which I think he will. What happens in that DH spot? How does Snicker and the Braves utilize that? I think that would be another good storyline. But thank you so much for submitting all those storylines. Again, I love the journey of a Major League Baseball season. I think that's what makes it so special. And so having these storylines that run through uh, is a big part of enjoyment for me for a baseball season. Speaking of enjoyment, Mike Soroka was back on the mound on Wednesday, making his spring training a debut. We'll talk about that and some of the other performances as well, including the Braves' new starting shortstop having a big day at the plate. We'll discuss that next. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new cu customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Also, visit FanDuel.com slash play safe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, I want to remind you one more time, we'll have our final mailbag episode tomorrow tomorrow. 
uh, before the regular season starts. So look out for that tweet from me from the main podcast account on Twitter, and you can reply to that tweet with your questions or join the show live Thursday night when I record. Also Thursday night, MLB The Show 23 comes out. So I will be uh, playing that game live on Twitch. If you want to follow me at twitch.tv slash shortstop ball, I'll be playing that Thursday night as well. Should be a lot of fun. Wednesday's game notes. I'm not going to have many game notes now for the rest of spring training this final week here. There's really, other than the pitching, the final you know spot in the rotation, not a ton really to focus on. However, Michael Soroka made his spring training debut on Wednesday. Command was off. You know, obviously a little rusty. One thing, though, that was a bit surprising, the velo was high. I mean, he was up to 95, 96 at times with that fastball, which is much higher than he's ever thrown. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I don't know if that's why maybe the command and location was a little bit off. Got hit hard a couple of times. Wasn't missing a lot of bats. I'm not going to put too much stock into the results for his first spring training outing and you know, not facing big league hitters for two and a half years so you know it was the tigers but they did have you know a lot of their starting guys out there defense didn't help him out either including a ray adrianza who uh got a lot of tweets about that as well why did the braves keep this guy um but either way you know soroka got out there he made his pitches he said afterwards you know that he felt good about it so that's all i needed to hear great to see him out there i think he threw 30 close to 40 pitches which is kind of what i thought he would um catcher behind the plate didn't help him out either there were some spiked balls but i don't think he blocked one pitch in the dirt but either way soroka back he'll probably get one more start in spring training and then i've said for a while i think they slow play it he probably makes another start or two you know in a backfield against minor league hitters maybe even gets you know some starts at the minor league level see how that goes before he can make his debut. I think it's at earliest May before we see him pitch for the big league club, but who knows? I mean, I wouldn't put anything, put anything past uh, Soroka. The guy works so hard and loves what he does. And I wish all the best for him. And like I said, it's one of my biggest storylines for the season is when he does make that comeback. And then Orlando Arcia, the new shortstop for the Atlanta Braves had a big day, had a three run Homer, Look, he's going to hit some home runs for you. Uh, you know, I believe that. And look, even you look at his metrics last year, 9% walk rate is really solid. A strikeout rate below 20% is really good in today's game. He's going to be fine. And, and, you know, that's the ultimate conclusion that I came to with this move is that RC is not going to kill you as the Braves starting shortstop. I feel still feel like Grissom gives you more. Uh, even if he's not quite there defensively, I feel like Grissom would have made the plays he's supposed to make. And I feel like he's, a much better offensive player because I think he's going to get on base at a 330, 340 clip with speed, you know, setting up the top of the order. And let's not go down that road again. Point I'm trying to make, RC is going to be just fine. It's not going to affect the Braves all that much in terms of their success early in this season. So clearly fine with that. Von Grissom, Braden Shoemaker get to continue to go down and work on some things. But Arcia, you know, one day after getting – uh, the starting job has a good day at the plate, so that's great to see. Uh, jumping into the chat section here for those watching live, William Fulgham says Schuster will win Rookie of the Year. That's what he's watching for this year. Matt Cox, do you think if Soroka comes back to his 2019 form, he will regain his ace status of the team? He's got a competition for that now with Max Fried and Spencer Strider. Uh, 
if if Soroka, if he came back to his 2019 form, then then yes, because he was a a two six ERA pitcher. But that's that's lofty expectations. I, I would take a I would take a four ERA Mike Soroka at this point. Just want to see him healthy and out there. J.K. says Grissom is the future shortstop. He's only 22 years old with his offensive potential and already noticeable improvement on defense. He's without a doubt the best option, best upside option at shortstop. I would I would agree with that. Uh, Ethan Heibel says, I think Soroka will be back to himself by the end of the year, if not next year. His main focus should be coming back. And yes, that's why, you know, I don't look too much into the results for Soroka this year, kind of where I was last year. But since we didn't get to see him at the big league level, we're back to kind of where we, that is. We're at that same place this year where I just want to see him make that comeback, whatever the results are, and then maybe next year we finally see him back to who he is. He's still just 25. So, uh, again, still pretty pretty young as well. Um, AG7 says, how deep the roster is should be one of the biggest storylines with such an emphasis on depth this year. Hopefully major trades aren't needed this year. Great point. Hopefully they're not. Like I said earlier, I think shortstop, left field, unless somebody gets hurt, I think it would be the only – areas that you look to improve at the trade deadline. James Jacobson, are the Braves just filling the shortstop position because they have their eye on a free agent next offseason? I don't think there are any good free agent shortstops available next offseason. Tim Anderson has a team option for 2024, and I think it's like $14 million, so it's not you know, too terrible, so the White Sox likely pick that up. I don't think there are many great shortstop shortstops that'll be available in free agency next offseason. So no, I, I don't think that's their plan. I think they're hoping Grissom and Shoemake go down, continue to work on the things that they showed improvement on in spring training and hope one of them are for real and are the shortstop of the future. That's what I believe they think and are hoping. Kenneth Clark, what do you think about the Braves bench players? I think they have better bench players at AAA, but because of options and all of that, you know, Pilar, Adrianza will be fine for now, but like if you don't think Shoemake is the future shortstop, just based on what I saw from him in spring training, I think he's a better bench player than Adrianza at this point. I think Eli White is a better bench player than Kevin Pillar at this point, but I'm fine with the depth there and I'm fine with the guys that they kept. Hopefully early on in the season, especially with the DH, you don't really need your bench all that much. The battery says, what are the actual ramifications of sending Grissom down contractually? Do the Braves really control another year if he's not on the opening day roster? So this all comes down to service time and the amount of service time he has. I've seen some report that if the Braves kept him down until I think like June 10th, that they would gain another year of control over him because of, you know, he wouldn't have that service time to start his arbitration clock earlier. So there is that. I don't think that's why the Braves made that move. Um, but yes, I see JK commenting if he's down until June, the Braves will gain an extra year of control. Again, I don't think that's why the Braves did this. I truly think they're comfortable with Arcia, and I think, and they're right, Von Grissom does have some things he needs to continue to work on at AAA. One iron lung between Ozuna and Rosario. I think Ozuna has looked better. We'll see how long it lasts. Please, everyone stay healthy. Yes, yes, please. JK, according to sources from Peter Gammons, who's an ESPN analyst, maybe a writer of the year, Grissom had an injury concern in the hernia area, and that's why he's taking time. Love Peter Gammons. One of my favorite baseball analysts growing up. He's just, he's just wrong. I mean, I don't know where he's getting that report from, but 
the Braves would not have played him in that final game before making this decision, much less let him play nine innings if he had a serious injury like a hernia. All the Braves beat reporters have asked the Braves about it, and everything the Braves say is that he's, he's healthy. So I'm taking the Braves at their word, which I know uh, is not maybe not warranted at this point uh, after some of the things I said on Tuesday's podcast. But I'm sorry, I love Peter Gammons. He doesn't have the pulse of the Braves like the Braves beat writers do. I trust them. I just don't believe that report, and it's been refuted by many Braves beat reporters since. Um, AG7, the reason I know the shortstop move was a mistake is even the rationale, rational and unbiased writers, podcasters like Jake and a few others had the same reaction as the rest of us. Look, my reaction to that was just shock, and I think that was a lot of the media reaction as well. We were told this was a true competition and battle and that Grissom really had a shot to win the job but that's that was never the case and even everything they were saying and talking up Grissom it's like that he had a chance to win the job and then he comes in and does everything that they ask of him and he doesn't win the job it was was just more so shock because of what we have been fed by the Braves and that's why I say it's kind of hard to trust them right now but as I just said a minute ago, at the end of the day, RC is not going to hurt you. Grissom does have things that he needs to work on, and he can do it in a more so stress-free environment at AAA. Kwame says, are we going to see Justin Dean this season? It's possible. I think the Braves have other options like Eli White, You know, even Forrest Wall, who have some speed, can get on base. But I was really impressed with Justin Dean. I think he had another stolen base on Wednesday, which now makes him the league leader in spring training and stolen bases. So, again, with the stolen base coming back, I think we see more players like that get an opportunity, but there's just so many people in the outfield room right now. Uh, it's going to be hard to see Justin Dean kind of jump over some of those players. The battery says comeback player of the year. Albies could definitely see that and hoping for it. One iron lung. Matt Olson's looking great. Uh, Freddie who? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about Matt Olson's upcoming season should be a lot of fun. Uh, Miguel Fria says, hey, Jake, today I heard some comments about AA saying that Grissom and Shoemaker will share shortstop position in second base at Gwinnett. It doesn't make sense. So the reason for that, I'll try to explain this really quickly, is that they feel Shoemaker's had a lot of, of games at shortstop, and they know what he can do at the shortstop position. I don't think it's much of a question at this point. Shoemaker is way ahead of, of Vaughn Grissom and I think even Orlando Arcia defensively. So they know what he can do there. They have no concerns. So Shoemaker's going to play a lot of second base. Also just kind of gaining his versatility in case, in case he becomes that super utility player and takes over Arcia's position on the team and let Grissom continue to develop at shortstop. You know, he made strides defensively in spring training. They want to see that continue. Kwame says, Grissom has more upside than Dansby for $20 million less. Hope he is in the lineup soon. I said this the other day. I'd be surprised if either Grissom or Shoemake isn't the starting shortstop by mid-May. You know, whichever one of them, hopefully both of them, go down and continue to show improvements and look like that player. And I just don't think RC is going to do anything that's going to jump off the page at you. I I think he's going to be fine and serviceable, but there is more upside with especially Grissom, but even Shoemake as well. Um, So I could see either of them replacing RC by mid-May. AG7, um, AA also shot down the idea of Grissom playing left field. I still think it's too early for that. You know, I said this even in the offseason. Let's give it all of 2023. 
if Grissom can continue to make strides defensively at shortstop, and I would have said this even if you know he got the job, or especially if he got the job, at the end of 23, you can kind of reevaluate. And then at that point, you want to try to you know start putting him in left field, make him that super utility player. I think that makes sense as well. Uh, one thing I did want to mar- uh, say about Soroka's outing today, because I see one, one iron lung saying Soroka's defense didn't help him, but maybe the biggest thing from that game is that Soroka fielded a comebacker. He had to pounce off the mound, go get it, and throw. And you could see he kind of took his time with the throw, but still made the out just barely with a, a hustling Javi Baez down the line. But that may have been the biggest moment of the spring training game on Wednesday is the fact Soroka had to quickly pivot off the mound, go get a ball, a little slow number um, off the plate, and throw a runner out. That's huge because that's how he got hurt initially, uh, put some stress on uh, on that Achilles. So that was huge for Soroka on Wednesday. Marianne Smith, maybe in left field, Eddie and White can switch it up. I think there's going to be some platooning going on in left field for sure. AG7, do you think Grissom is the first call-up if a change is needed or injury concerns, or does Shoemate get a chance to let Vaughn continue to develop? A great question. Depends on how early it is. Like, if, if RC were to get injured in, like, the first week of the season, I almost feel like Shoemake is the call because of what I said earlier. I think Shoemake is still way ahead of Grissom defensively. So if something were to happen, I think you just go with the safe bet defensively. And at that point, I think Shoemake could get the call. And again, Shoemake's three years older. Than Grissom. He has a lot of experience at the minor league level. So I think Shoemake probably gets the call first if it's for an injury or some sort. If it's because RC is not playing well and we're a month and a half in, I'd say it's probably Grissom because I think he's I think he's going to hit. And if he continues to show improvements defensively after a month or so, then I think, you know, I think he gets the call up. Garrett Clemens, RC is a proven shortstop. We'll be good. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Jeffrey Humphreys, everyone hit the like button. Thank you, Jeffrey. Yes, everybody hit the like button. You're still, if you're watching this on YouTube, help support the show. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Jeffrey, so much for saying that. Um, Garrett Clemens, RC's career stats are very respected. Eh, I don't know about that. He's had one year of being a, a above average offensive player, and that was last year in limited action. And he hasn't been a plus defender since 2018 at shortstop, so... Look, he can play the position. He's going to be good. He's not going to be great. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, Joe Me going to the St. Louis series April 3rd through 5th. Any chance I get to see Dodd pitch? Well, that all depends on how he does the rest of spring training. One thing to keep in mind, and Joe Mixon mentions this in the next comment, will Kyle Wright start the season and extended spring training to get some extra starts? He will definitely make one more start against minor league hitters in extended spring training. But going back to Joe Mee's comment, if Wright needs another outing, if he's just not looking great, or maybe, again, he just needs to get stretched out a little bit more and Schuster and Dodd just continue to look good in their final starts in spring training, then maybe you go with those two to start the year and give Kyle Wright a little bit more time to work his way back. So that might be the only chance, Joe, that you get to see Dodd in St. Louis or if he just beats out Schuster. But I think Schuster has... Uh, the advantage in that competition. A guy named Nick says, hey, what's up, Jake? Hey, Nick, how's it going? You're going to be on Twitch tonight. Not tonight. I'm going to try to get some rest tonight because I'll be on late tomorrow night when the new game comes out. So, um, all right, that'll do it for this episode of a Locked On Braves. Thank you, as always, for tuning in live. Thank you so much for listening 
on the replay or whenever you listen to Lockdown Braves, going to work, coming home. Heard a lot of great comments lately saying everybody or people telling me that they love to listen to the show, you know, on their way to work or on their way home. That means a ton to me. I really do appreciate the support. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. I just mentioned we'll have our NLEs preview on there where we had all five of the NLEs hosts together previewing so go see who i picked to win the nl east in 2023 so make sure you go listen to the locked on mlb podcast again thanks for listening to this podcast thanks uh, as always go check us out on twitter at locked on underscore braves where you'll see a tweet from me on thursday that you can reply to get your questions submitted for the mailbag podcast you can also follow me at shortstop ball um, you can also follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash shortstop ball you can check out my written work over at braves today A lot of content coming your way this upcoming season. I'm very excited about it. But as it goes for this podcast, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. 